Hello, this is the Potter's Podcast and welcome. Interesting week, we've got a load to discuss. We have, there's a lot going so on this week. So sit down, have a cup of coffee if you work, wait till you break, then have a coffee. I can't have a coffee, you've got no milk. It's no milk, so we can't <laughs> have a coffee. Uh, yeah, so big discussion straight away. We're going to have to go into the new kits that have been released. And I'm impressed and not impressed at the same time. Yeah, I'm still not happy with the own kit. I don't. I, I think people will probably back me up on the own kit. I don't think it's been great. I'm not a fan years. of the own kit. I'll be honest. Um, it looks very cheap. It looks very cheap. <laughs> to, to be honest, but the away kit I love. Yeah, I am quite pleased with the away kit. Um, it's it, we've always had quite flamboyant away kits, haven't we? Well, we always have different ones, aren't we? We aren't like Arsenal who have the same colour every year, or we have like some that's different. So, but I like the colour. I like the things on the on the arms as well. Yeah, they're better than the shoulder pads from last season. <laughs> yeah, because I did like this this season's kit, the black one, but I just didn't like the the, the, the sleeves. Yeah. They just reminded me of a bed gear. From what from what I gather, I don't. I think that's some people don't like the this year's shoulders either. Well, there's a lot of people who don't like it. And there's a lot. Of, you're never going to get everybody happy. No. Let's be honest. You're not going to have it. Um, the goalkeeping kits. Very flamboyant. Very, very on point. <laughs> um, I, I think it's 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 Macron, isn't it? I mean, people just aren't happy with Macron, are they? No. no I, mean, the you, I mean, I'm not a fan of Macron. The sizes are all over the place. Yeah. I don't know what size I am going to be because, like, at the moment I'm training, I'm, I'm losing weight. I mean, at the moment I'm a free XL, which is tight. Normally I'm XL or double XL, depending on what, sh- what store to go in, but... You could I, use them as a flag at the ground, some of that paper. <laughs> some of that small, you could use them for a doll. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, looking at them, I don't mind this season's ones, well, next season's God, ones. The keeper's ones are crazy, though. Yeah, I, I don't, it looks like someone's gone loose with a can of paint, really. <laughs> Somebody's mind when they were in Zanzibar years ago. Just, just crazy. Really. I mean, they, they're never the biggest sellers anyway, all the goalkeeping tops. I mean, I liked this year's one. I think the last two years, they've... From what I gather, they've flown off the shelf quite quick because when it comes to the time when they reduced, you can't get one full of the money. They no, do fly no, yeah. but You don't sell, there isn't a large amount of them compared to the footballing kids. I think there's always been a big call for goalkeeper tops to be made short sleeve as well as long. Yeah. Because the thing is with a long sleeve, you're very limited to when you can wear it. Well, Jack wears short sleeves, doesn't he? He famously doesn't like long sleeve shirts, does he? Yeah, which I I think they should bring in, really, as have short sleeve. Sometimes there's been some nice goalkeeper tops that are just very, like a green one or a red one, and you think, that's a nice top if it was short sleeve. And I don't know, I've had a couple of long sleeves over the years, and I just found them gathering dust in the... The well, they do anyway because I don't really wear them unless I'm on holiday or at home. Maybe sometimes at the gym, so yeah. I'm not. I don't really wear them out anyway. I can understand why people are moaning if they wear them all the time and you know go to the pub in them and all that. So I know I've got a man in the pub today, but we went for a long. We were supposed to go for a long walk anyway. Yeah, but we got absolutely jumped. Got absolutely <laughs> drenched. I don't mind. I think the big question is, do we like Macron? No. I mean, I'll put a question out to the fans, see what they say. Before we do anything else, we're going to have to discuss some of the incredible events that happened on Wednesday night, starting with Stoke. Nottingham Forest were going into the playoffs. They were safe to playoffs. They were fifth. And basically, a giant goal swing of six. You're expecting Nottingham Forest to stay in them playoff places. And Stoke have done it now twice in a week. They've stopped two teams getting promoted to the Premier League. Yeah, to me, very strange. Because, I mean, 
if you were the one in the dugout for Forest, just do this, do a simple job. Just go out. Don't start bombing forward. Just go out and play the game. If they'd have drawn, they'd have stayed in the playoffs. Yeah, it's just such a simple task for eleven players, and you think, all right, fair enough. We've noticed since Michael O'Neill has come in. Sometimes we've gone out and really gone at it and, and scored a lot of goals. Huddersfield, Hull, we've Barnsley, done it twice. We we know we can score goals, but I just think as a task for Forest, all they had to do was they could lose. Just don't get battered. Well, yeah, but he wasn't just them, was he? Swansea, Swansea. Second yeah, goal, it's incredible. Fun. I mean, at one point there was four different teams getting relegated, and five different teams at one point going all over the place. I mean, Still. somehow Nathan Jones is staying up with Luton. Somehow Barnsley is staying up. Barnsley beat Brentford. But there's, at Brentford. But there's still a chance Stoke could finish 13th because there's there's maybe point deductions for Sheffield Wednesday and Derby. So we could still rise up a couple of places here with point deductions for them too. I have to admit, I mean, when we first come back, it, we were we were woeful, but it does prove that I think O'Neill could have a job at Stoke for some years because there's something there that he, he manages to get really good performances out of Stoke. And, and I just think with the right people he wants to bring in, I've got no worry next season. Well, a little fact for you. If we lost every single game under Nathan Jones, we would have stayed up on goal difference with Michael O'Neill's results alone. Yeah. So it shows you what he's, what he's achieved, what he's achieved yeah. since he's come in at Stoke. Yeah, because I think I looked at one midweek that said if O'Neill, if it had been at the start of the season when he come in, would have been eighth. Well, I read one where we were fourth. Yeah. If they predicted the way we've been doing Yeah, I now. think, no, basically what they're saying is if he'd have started and then it'd have been at where Jones left, we'd have been eighth in the table at Christmas. And it, that says nice. a lot, really, doesn't it? Yeah, to be honest, we'll, we'll discuss Mark Lonier later on. So we'll go into the player ratings. Yeah. Um, yet again, Davis started. Uh, and yet again, to me, he did nothing wrong all afternoon. Yeah, an eight again. Solid, did his job, made a couple of good saves. Let's be honest, the result as a whole was up and down for many occasions, but Mark O'Neill got his stall out and put it out right. It was fantastic. It looks to me like Davis is going to be in next season. It looks like it. If we can get rid of, obviously, Sal Jack Button for a good price, I think we've got a steady number one there. Yeah. And I think he's also going to be a steady international number one as well with Wales. Cause well, I said this last week, didn't we? Yeah, Hennessy isn't going to be number one. I mean, he's number three for Palace at the moment, so... Good that we've got to keep it. He's got the right amount of experience. He's also what a lot of people aren't talking about. He is a leader. He was captain of Barnsley last season when they got promoted. Mm-hmm. So we know he can lead from the back. And you, you you could see that against Forest where when we conceded of these, obviously the equaliser, he was screaming at him, getting revved up. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's got a lot of fight in him, and, and I think it's what we've needed because, it, like we said before, I don't think Jack's. Ed's in it at the moment. I don't think his head's been right since the first season we came down and yeah. results weren't going our way. I mean, a lot of the talk, as we all going back to that time when Rowett came in, he was like going, haven't you seen the betting odds and all this kind of stuff? And then the performances were putting on the pitch, it was like, ooh, this is a wake-up call again, this is. The good thing is... though. The thing is, you can't use that. The betting odds are ridiculous. You've only got to look at them yourself sometimes when... Just because sometimes they put odds on people to win because of who they are. But then they look at the team they play and they think, well, they haven't lost in 12. There's a good chance they could get a result, regardless yeah. of who they are. The thing is, they vary 
one-dimensional booking, booking out uh, at the bookies. I just think they go, oh well, it's Man United. They're at home. They must win. Well, not necessarily. No. Well, it's always up and down, isn't it? Especially so the come down. We're going to fly back up. Well, don't pay any attention to that because you've still got to do it yeah. for forty-six games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Adam Davies, what do you reckon? I've gone eight. I, I'll, I'll, I'll match that with an eight. He just doesn't do anything wrong for me at the moment. So I can't see. I can't sit there and moan at him when he concedes either because a lot of it's still defensive frailties. Even well, I think he's always conceding three goals in the games he's played, so, exactly. so it says it's it all, all, really. Yeah. Uh, right, Tommy Smith. Yeah, again, I'll give him an eight. Bomb forward well, yeah. overlaps. The fact is that we, I, can't, I can't judge Tommy Smith properly till he's got a proper right winger in front of him. Yeah. I can't judge him because... The thing is, with it, in the modern day game, if you're playing with wingers, the, the winger's got to either bomb forward and move central, or he's got to help your defensive. Yeah, overlap. And the, the problem is, we've got Tom Ince, we've had Campbell there. McLean's, we've had, McLean's outside as well. McLean's playing on the right. Nick Powell's been doing a job there now and again. I think that, like I say, once we get a, a proper right winger in front of him, we've been linked for it to a few, we'll go through the transfer rumours after, after it. But, yeah, like I say, I'll give him a seven again. Yeah, and I'll go seven. It's comfortable. Right, standing captain, Bruno. Was he playing in the middle? Um, it was more like a back three once. He played the wing backs, really. played... You could say, yeah. Could say so centre-off. centre-off and another captain. So yeah. he doesn't rate Sam Lucas in that role, but saying that he was injured, wasn't he? But... Well, Again, got this week I can't say that left back was centre off. Left side of centre off. Solid, did his job. No, yeah. no real mistakes in the game, so I'll give him a yeah. solid eight. Yeah, I'll I'll go with I'll go with that. I think well I think there's going to be a lot of agreeing here. Right, my man, the man of hatred, goal scoring machine, Danny Bat. <laughs> Well, Danny Bat scored three goals in five games. What is he? He's our top goal scorer since lockdown. Because he can't stop scoring. But, like, the other night, he threw himself in front of everything. Yeah, yeah. Like a man possessed. Yeah. He, he, to be honest, the, the difference in him since lockdown, fair enough, we know that he can't handle pace and he can't handle people who have got a bit of skill about him, which is fair enough. Well, I'm worried about giving him praise because when I slate him, he scores goals. Well, we could slate him after. But uh, <laughs> to be honest, again, I did say nine this week, Kyle. I'll, I'll definitely give him a nine. Yeah. Um, Solly took a chance, beautifully took his chance as well. I noticed he was always up there as well. There was a couple of times when he could have scored again. There was balls floating yeah. in, he was trying to get his head to him. Fantastic performance. And the thing is, if, we, if we're going to get, if we're going to build a defence for the next couple of years, fair enough, if he hasn't got the legs, probably do three, four seasons. But for the foreseeable future, he's got to be in. But he scored more goals than some strikers in Benetton. I think he scored seven goals this season. <laughs> so that's more than Bowie scored. He scored, yeah, but Bonnie, brilliant, what a player he was. Yeah, like I say, I'm gonna give him an eye. Defended well, got himself in front of everything, was solid, and tucked away a chance, and nearly saved, nearly scored again. Fantastic. Another player who did well, I thought, was Chester. Chester was brilliant again. Some vital tackles second half. I think we've got a solid back three like that and play that system that he played on on Wednesday. You can't really go wrong with it. I mean, he's very experienced, and and the thing is, I think we're now starting to see why James Chester was was at Villa and has has been at Hull in the Premier League and and it's basically first team on the pitch for for Wales. You you can start seeing that he is a decent defender. The only thing that worries me is his age. It's the only thing that kind of because we've got if you look at that back line there, they're all thirty. 
but then at the same time you're seeing a little bit of stability as well it's not one in one out one in one out the, yeah. the, that back four even though it's had its problems they all it seems to be that back four yeah. and and the thing is I don't get me wrong I expect a left back coming this, this summer winter autumn whatever it's going to be cover the sub this week as well <laughs> when you started to look at and play the way they are is he now worth taking that gamble on a, on a permanent basis mm. I think it all depends on what we said last week of who's going to actually bring in. If he's looking at bringing four players in, where are them four players he's bringing in? Because if he's not thinking of bringing a centre half in, then yeah, maybe it's worth keeping hold of him. Well, it all depends on who goes, doesn't it? I mean, if Indy goes, then you could probably go right, just bring Cheskin as a spare a spare yeah. centre-back and all this kind of stuff but I don't know if Indy's going to go it's, it's all up in the air because we don't know who's going to go and who's going to stay is Lindsay going to go? well Lindsay we haven't seen him since lockdown really I don't think no. he's played so I don't know if he, if he doesn't fancy him or he just doesn't think he's ready for this level is he going to sit there and say I won't go out alone or there's a chance we could probably sell him because I mean we only got him for what was it 5 million mm. was it 5 million? I can't remember I that much, I don't 2 million or yeah. something like that I, th- I think we've got too many centre-backs and he has to make a judgement now and it's up, it's up to Michael O'Neill if he doesn't feel that James Chester's worth it I mean to be honest his more recent performances I am starting to see why we've brought him in on loan but we have to look at it as in is he going to bring another centre-back in is he going to replace him we're going off topic so for me I'll give him a solid 8 as well with Indy yeah now the next player we have selected him but I thought he'd had a good game uh, Thompson Thompson was brilliant assist he, I think he was man of the match yeah, got goal line clearance as well <laughs> and you just think yeah maybe maybe is he that player that just needs a bit of time to be honest looking at his ball delivery he's deadly mm-hmm. he's absolutely deadly he's, the way he takes corners and takes free kicks and the way he crosses the ball he's a deadly he's a deadly yeah. player to have he's definitely an I, eight I, I think the problem is with him is the same that We've had with Valinda in the youth academy, we just don't know where to play him. I think this is the problem with Jordan Thompson, I don't know where to play him. Do you think slightly as well, Covid has become a little bit of a a blessing for Stoke because before there was still a lot of hostility around Stoke with the fans, with the players. The the thing is, the pressure seems to have dropped slightly. I know we, don't get me wrong, a couple of weeks ago, we could still get relegated. I think the change is because we like Michael O'Neill. Yeah, that, I just, that's the difference. I just think like even if players don't tend to have a great day, which let's face it, Thompson's had a few games where you're thinking, well, maybe isn't good enough. Because, but, because we don't know where to play. No, but that. what I'm saying is, is maybe nine months ago, if it, it'd have come in and, and it's like it's terrible, the fans are in. What have you boiling for? It's dreadful. I don't understand. Instead, he's not played well. No one's really said a lot, and then. Because we, yeah, but the, the, the differences with Thompson with other players like in Bueller and Dye and Barry, he had cost a lot of money. What we know, it's under a million we bought him for. He sit like the problem is like Blackpool manager said, we don't know where to play him because he's got a great cross, but he's got nothing else in there. He isn't quick. He isn't good at beating a man, so he can't really play him on the wing. But he crosses like a top winger. Yeah. But you don't know where. This is the problem with him. I don't know where to play him. The thing is with Tom Thompson is that he's a young player and we don't know much about him. And because we haven't spent a load of money on him, we go, well, we'll see. Because well, we've so seen qualities from him, though. That's the difference. Well, I think as well, though, is 
if you bring these players in and the fans are there, if they watch four or five bad performances on the bounce, you know what Stoke fans are like, they'll get straight on his back, a lot of them. And because there's no fans there, I think there's one or two players who at the moment are playing a lot better because they're having that time to to bed into the team. Well, and they're flourishing as well because they look fitty. This is the mm-hmm. thing. Since lockdown, I don't know if Michael O'Neill and, the, and Stoke have said, right, no get work, work, work <laughs> in hard in the gym, get that weight off and yeah, come back strong. And I think that, I think, to be honest with Jordan Thompson, he is a player he obviously likes the look of. Give him his first cap for Northern Ireland. Obviously, he has a lot for him. Blackpool fans said, oh, you're getting a rubbish player, but let's be honest, when a player leaves, they aren't going to be good, good are they? No. It's like Scousers when they were on the verge of t- Timo Werner. He's the next big striker. But then they didn't sign him Chelsea. We didn't want him anyway. He was rubbish. <laughs> he was, he was rubbish. He's carrying he's, an injury. He's, he's garbage, he is, mate. <laughs> so it's one of them, isn't it, where people change their mind. But for me, I'm going to give him a nine. Cause yeah, I'd gone with eight. Um, I just liked how he was crossing everything in. He was, for me, he was man of the match. Yeah. I'll be honest. He, he really looked good. Yeah. See, another one that's Let's let's face it. Last couple of weeks, cousins. He's been. I can't knock him. No, I can't knock him. every weekend. He keeps going and coming back. But to be fair, he has played a lot of football for Stoke. And to be honest, like I say to you, this he, he's so it and miss. I don't know, but well, he's so weeks good he's been in it. In that holding midfield role, he suits him down to the ground, and yeah. he, he he is mobile, yeah. and he seems to always be in the right place. And I, I can see a future for Jordan Cousins now. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm actually going to give our board upstairs a bit of credit mm-hmm. because for somebody who's coming for nothing, He's doing well. some of the signings we brought in for free mm-hmm. have actually been really good. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Cousins, for the time he's been on the pitch and from what I've seen of him and for a player that hadn't played professionally as a holding midfielder, apart from a, a good bit of a stint underneath and Jones as a youth player, he suits that role very well. Yeah. Yeah. He played on the wing for Charlton before he came Stoke. Yeah. So it shows that... It shows that he needed a bit of time as he, well. He needs a bit of time. And I think because he hasn't really knuckled down anywhere and really played in a position long term, what we found out with Jordan Cousins is that he's actually a stable holding midfielder. Yeah. I could probably sit here and go, we can get a better version. Really, why, why do we need to do it when more important... Parts we, on the pitch where we need to go we out need and get consistency. We need us. We need to get a team together and maybe just change one or two little bits, but start getting some stability. The only way you're ever going to move up the table is by stability. At the end of the day, you see to other clubs where you think, well, they, they haven't got much off, like other than what the starting eleven is and the subs, and you think, yeah, but they're playing together week in, week out, and mm. it's working. We just want to play. In, out, in, out, in, This is out. the difference since Michael O'Neill's come in. He's got rid of all the bad eggs, which we'll discuss later what he said about Etimo and Ndai. But Cousins wants to play. Yeah. He wants to, he does, he, he sees coming to Stoke as a big thing in his career. He said when he signed, this is this is the biggest move in my career. And a lot of people are going, how? He's just been released by a chart. They just got promoted and they don't want him. It's like, but to be honest, I can't judge him. For a player that could be a squad player, I'm very happy with him yeah. staying. And I, I, to be honest, I'll give him a seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'll, I'll give him an eight. I'm not going to give him yeah. a seven and a four. One. I'll, 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 I'll give him an eight because he, he did his job. 
He did his job. Another man we haven't seen much of just lately, uh, Oakley Booth. Well, he came in last minute. Um, yeah, it was, was very late. There was, a, there was an injury in Nick Powell. In, to Nick Powell in warm-up. To be honest, I was impressed by him. Yeah. I think that for somebody, again, that we've got for nothing... Pacey as well. He's got a bit of pace about him. He's got a bit of trickery about him. He doesn't mm-hmm. mind a bit of a run. doesn't mind getting up against a, a midfielder or a defender and... and Challenged him for the ball, and for a lad of his age, I'm only impressed. More yeah. time on the pitch, he, he could really impress us though. Did the sort of players I'd more prefer having the squad than these big time Charlies that we've brought in in the past that haven't quite worked? The thing is, if you look at it and go, Oh, I'll lose it soon, Luckily, Boots coming in, and you think, Well, yeah, mm. he's got legs, he well, can run. He can this be. is the positive thing about it now, isn't it? When we look at the squad and we're going, Oh, well, Joe Anson, yeah, it's alright, Oakley can come in, oh, it's alright, um, Thompson can come in. And it does start, we're now starting to see a squad. Yeah, Whereas some for, youth, for three, some experience. That's what I mean, for two, three years, we, we've been sitting there going, oh God, who can we bring on for this one and oh, all that one? 35 year old. 38-year-old. He's about to drag it out and get with the golf course in Trentham. He, he's a young lad and he's only yeah. going to improve. And yeah. he, from what I've seen of him so far, he hasn't played much football, but from what I've seen of him so far, I'm impressed. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give him a seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him an eight time. Just, just because it was so late, late minutes, and he's just come in and done a job. I think. All right, know. I'll give him a nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give. I'll, I'll get. I'll go on. I'll give him an eight. I mean, it's a four-one win, isn't it? I can't really sit here. And he's for his age, and like you say, come in last minute, and he's been brilliant. To be honest, for for the, for the age he is. I mean, Spears given us. His contract was up at the end of the season, and he said, "Yeah, let's stab him." Yeah. And I think they're going to regret it. I think two years they're going to go. Can we have him yeah. back, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, another man I've uh, slated in recent weeks has turned the corner massively. And Gregory, Lee Gregory, who'd have thought it? Goal machine, two and two. Yeah. And looks so much fitter than he's ever. He looks so much fitter. The fact is, we know he do, we know he misses chances. We know he does. We, yeah. we know he does. But the fact is, when it's hard to miss, he scores. It it, it, it was another tap in, which to be fair, but he looks an handful now. He's always been a de- like the thing is with Lee Gregory. From what I've saw of him when he was playing earlier on as Jones, and what I'm seeing of him now, he has got great attributes. It's just he doesn't <laughs> score goals. <laughs> But he has, he's scored two and two. Goals, yeah. So the thing is with him, like they said, what Millwall said about him, he's he's a re, he's got the attributes to be a top class player. It's just he can't finish or can't finish regular. Now he scored two and two. Yeah, both were tap ins. But let's be honest, we've just ran through all the goals of the season because it's a goal of the season time. Yeah. And I think there was four top goals and the rest were tappings. Yeah, <laughs> so, there's a hell of a lot of tappings. There's a lot of tappings. So yeah. he could be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, it, it just tells me that the players now have a manager that they want to play football for. Yeah, it's because they're not big time Charlies. These players, are, what we see now, your Gregory's, your Oakley Boos, your Thompson's, your Klukas's, these are players that are trying to make careers. They've yeah. played well in the lower levels, there's no question of that. But they want to prove that they can play higher. And they've come to Stoke for one reason, one reason only, play and impress. This, for some of these players like Lee Gregory and, the, and Jordan Thompson, this is their big move. This is Stoke City, a team that's been in the Premier League for 10 years. And I'm sick of it when people go, oh yeah, but Stoke are rubbish, they've not done anything. We're a big club. Yeah, We're a big club. We've got 30,000 on the door when we, when we all turn up. When we all team. Michael O'Neill said that. 
that this is a big club. It is a big club. And we deserve a lot better than what we, we're we do. We for a club that's won as little as we have to be in the top flight as long as we have, it's quite shocking, yeah. really. And the back it we've got we've got a good stable backing as well, really, haven't we? We've got stable people behind the staff. We we know the board's got serious problems. We definitely know, and I want change. Mm-hmm. We all know I want skull gone, and we all know I want change something more upstairs in the board to help the managers get what they want but when you're looking at players like Jordan Cousins you're looking at Nick Powell's you're looking at Adam Davies's these are players that come in for nothing and they're impressing yeah I mean news has come out this week Chris Bronson said that he's his best manager he's ever played for mm. and that was the reason he wanted Comstock not and the thing is you look at Brunt let's face it I mean his career has always been at West Brom's for some <laughs> pretty much yeah um, yeah He's had some managers there, I tell you. Well, he's had Pulis, hasn't he? Yeah, he's Pulis, had Pulis, Alan Bargiu, Di Matteo. Glenoddle managed him at one point. I can't remember, no, I don't think Who was it when they stayed up and Jeff Orsfield scored the winner? Uh, Brian Robson. Robson, yeah. He's had some big characters, hasn't he? He's a good player, Chris Brunt. I, I rate him, he's a very... He's he played everywhere and all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind him signing Chris Brunt if, if, if the manager really wants him. And you've got to think that Joe Allen's going... So we might need that experience in the midfield. Yeah. Just for the championship. If we go up, you'd probably say to him, Chris, time, time, call it time, or do you want to find somewhere? We'll the golf club. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where you'll be a lot of the time. But I, d- I like a don't mind. But going back to Lee Gregory, I'll, I'll give him an eight. I'll, I've gone for seven. Um, you're just you're just, you're just a nasty man, aren't you? <laughs> such a negative person. <laughs> he scored two and two. He's, he's become he's become the new Owen. <laughs> yeah, right. Another man, possible contender for player of the season, James McLean. Ah, he, he scored, didn't he? Uh, yeah. And the own goal was mainly as through to him as well, wasn't he? It's a fierce strike, really. It comes of crashing off the underside of the bar. I mean, he's he's been a for me. He's been a constant under O'Neill. I think he's been definitely second best player of the season without question, without. <laughs> Yeah. Without a question of that. Giving away the, the game there, on the other player of the season. Well, I haven't said it. <laughs> 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 was it third best? Or was it best? Hey, <laughs> oh, how's that? Yeah, he's, he's just just such a machine, and he just runs and runs and runs. Yeah, he looks fit, he looks sharpy, and I think Mark O'Neill suits him down to the ground. The one thing that I was impressed with mentally is when he scored. He, he just thought he won the World Cup. Yeah. The, the passion within the goal, and, and it's something that, it for me as a fan, is nice to see. Is this the first club in his career where the fans love him? No, I don't, I don't think he was overly... Yeah, he, was, he wasn't liked at West Brom. He, was, he wasn't liked at Reading. I think, I think Sunderland thing. liked him. Sunderland quite liked him, but... I think this is the first time in his career where we like where a club likes him. I think I think from what I gather to an extent, and yeah. we all know about his problems, but to an extent, as a player, I'll I'd read more. Everybody's got their own beliefs in anything in life, and not everybody agrees on stuff. But like I've said, and a few other people have said to me, it's once he crosses that white line, if he's wearing red and white, I don't care. He plays for Stoke City, you get behind him, and that's mm. it. Well, it's not just that for me. It's I don't really it's care. Ability. I just don't care what he does off the pitch no, no. as long as he comes. As long as he isn't, of course, killing people or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that changes it. As long as he's doing nothing illegal, that's fair enough. But you know, the guy's a family man. He's got three kids. Yeah. He's, he's and and as far as I can see, when he puts that shirt on, 
he will run and run and run his all his all out for us. Yeah, that's he, it. He perform, he, he's been brilliant. Yeah, I can't I can't knock him even under Rowerton. Nathan Jones, he was probably our, well. our best player. Yeah, he was, yeah. He's a fantastic player, and, and Wednesday proved it. He never gave up. It was eight, 80, 80 odd minutes to go. We were winning 2 1 at this point. He kept going. I think the big change for me, it, well, it's not a big change, it's quite a simple change. It's under Jones and Rowett, I think he was encouraged to cross the ball into the box. Under O'Neill, it's as if he's, he's turned around to him and said, You're powerful enough to start going past people and getting goals behind you and you've noticed he's done that yeah. he has started running at players taking people on he's getting to the byline at more central at times as well and, wow. and going at them and yeah. to be honest it's not just the left side that he's been playing at we know he played left wing back which wasn't his position let's be honest I, I, can't, I can't knock him I'm going to go for a 9 I am. I'll give him a 9 yeah. like I say if it wasn't fair just an own goal he would have scored twice so yeah. great performance up there fantastic Right, another another man. It's like man in the mirror. This man in the mirror. <laughs> Sam Vokes, complete change. He's an handful, isn't he? He's an handful, and he moves around a lot. But he, he, he just for me, we can't build round him. He doesn't do enough. Mm. He goes missing too much. Don't get me wrong. He's our knock-on man. He's he's won more in the air than anyone else at the top end. He's definitely the high, on the stats. He's the highest percentage knock-on man. Yeah. But a lot of the time, there's no one near him. I think a phobie could do a such a, such a better job than him. He's crap at knocking on them. He's crap in the air. That's the problem with Beric phobie. That's why he's been loaned out. We, know we, haven't seen the club, under, we haven't seen him under Michael O'Neill. Michael O'Neill has sat there and said, I'll give him a go. Well, Ryan Woods is back at the club now as well. No, he's gone back out. Has Woods. he gone straight yeah, back? he's gone back out. Yeah. Yeah. Looking, looking at it, I think that Sam Vokes, we've got him, that's it. It costs a fortune. It's just how it is. He's a nuisance. He's an handful, but I can't see over ten, I can't see over fifteen goals a season from him. And we, we have said that if we get wingers in that can really fly him in on his head and, and break him forward, he, he is a nuisance and he will score. We know he's got. A, we know if he gets a clear cut chance, he'll probably bury. Yeah, but it's getting him in those positions where he could. It's like having a. It's like having a wardrobe that you've got to, you've got to pick out. He, yeah, I, it's like the message when she was eight months pregnant. Go yeah, on. Come on, over here. <laughs> What's that door? <laughs> I'll give him a seven. She'll kill me for that. She will, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with that. Right, I think seeing as it's the last game of the season, I think we should have a special mention, especially for one of the players and doing the substitutes. Yeah, we'll have to talk about the subs, yeah. We'll start start yeah. with Sorensen, who come on for Thompson after he come off injured. Um, he's just full of energy, isn't he? He's, he's a good runner. Yeah. He'll probably see him play it, but like I say, I think he's, I'd say he needs a loan out. I mean, it just, it, it sort of, uh, it surprised me, but O'Neill was saying earlier that um, he couldn't get Tom Sorensen in because of the amount of numbers at the club when he came. Yeah. And and that tells me that when he first saw Sorensen, there's something he liked about him. I think it's his energy. Yeah. I think it's his energy. He's at young. this level. He's young. He's trying to make his way in the game. He's, his dad obviously was a good player for Stoke. And I, I, I think that I don't mind him. I'm not going to sit here. He's one of them where I can't, he's same as Cousins and Thompson where he's not coming in scoring worldies and 
but he looks steady. I, yeah. can't, I can't judge him other than what I've seen so far. And he, he, he yeah, looks he's like he's been a bit part player anyway. Well, he, the last I, to be honest, season. I'd like to see him go out to the League One, maybe Sunderland or somewhere like that, and have a season or something, yeah. and play for regular football. Yeah. And then we can assess him, judge him after he has because I think he's only nineteen. 19 or 20 yeah. he's still a, he needs a, to go 30 odd games he, he, needs, he needs probably well to be honest I wouldn't mind him staying at Stoke and playing now and again till he gets to that age where you could probably go right we're going to get you out on loan see how you go on yeah he did okay I'll give him a 6 right another man who let's face it on the pod we've wanted rid of I think he, everybody has yeah. it's not just it's not just us possibly the best game I've ever seen him play ever not even at all well, this is the, apparently this is the form he had in Portugal in the first half of the season when he was out on loan. Yeah. There's, there's, there's been so much high praise of him. He came back and at Derby, he was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Every, every, every game I've seen him, he has been dreadful. Yeah. Till Wednesday night. Yeah, and he was absolutely terrifying for yeah. Nottingham Forest. I mean, to me, they must be having nightmares about him because he was so quick. Anyways, Josh Tarman. Josh Tarman, your best friend. Yeah, but I'm sorry, but for a substitute appearance, he's he, come he, off he the bench him. and murdered him. He absolutely <laughs> murdered them. Yeah. He, he had a 15-minute spell where they literally could not handle yeah. it. And next season, he might be lining up against them. I, I'm not going to judge that far, far ahead. No. I'm not going to sit here and but go... But I, I bet at Nottingham Forest hope that they don't get so good <laughs> time and place. <laughs> I think the thing is with time, and he came on... And they were breaking forward, and his pace just ripping down that left side. He yeah. just literally couldn't handle him. And he got two assists. He, yeah, his crossing was straight where he needed to go. Gregory Bush, yeah. clean bang, fantastic. Yeah, he's definitely an iron, isn't he? No, he's got to be. But the impact that he's had as he's come off the bench. Thompson was a nine because for me he was man of the match. Timing's close. He changed you off. To be honest, judging this player that I've seen, I think, four or five times, he's been absolutely... Oh, you're going to give him a four, then. <laughs> easily a two. <laughs> but he's been woeful for so long, and then he comes in and literally tears his Nottingham Forest apart. And you've got to think of the timing of the substitute as well, because the game was going away from us, Forest were dragging us back, we were struggling with them. This is where Michael O'Neill is why he's going to get such an R rating when he comes to his, to his rating. I'll give him an eight. Okay. Simon, I'll give him an eight. Another contender for player of the season, Campbell. Come on for Vokes. Linked up well with Simon, I thought. He did, yeah. Yeah. I think Campbell's. He's not far away. No, he's not from being a real player for Stoke. He's been a. He's been another for me. Another shining light this season, especially second half of the season. Well, we've just gone through the goals of the season, literally. It, it, it's, Campbell. It's, it's Campbell and Clucas show isn't it? so yeah. the fact is we know he's got great ability at finishing we know this it's, it's getting him consistent now which is going to be the hardest thing for Michael O'Neill to do because to be honest I don't think we need another striker I think we've got a good one there it all depends on when he brings a phobia back judging a phobia in pre-season seeing if he's edged right to stay at Stoke yeah. because let's be honest the fans have been bad to him even though, you know, we were calling him garbage last year and calling him Bennett Lightbourne. Yeah. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> people, people like the comment. <laughs> <laughs> 
But he did finish top goal scorer last season yeah. for Stoke. Yeah. And, and scored a hat full of goals for Bristol City yeah. as well. I mean, I'll give him a six for the substitute appearance because he didn't really do a hell of a lot. He did some good link-up, but didn't really have a shot, didn't really do anything major. But, yeah, fantastic player. Yeah, right. Ints for Gregory. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, he, he broke put forward. pressure on. He put he pressure put, on. Forget he the was at the right time because he was he was breaking them forward. He was a good sub. He, yeah. he come on and he started breaking them through. And and to be honest, because I, I was at work listening to it on radio, running around everywhere, and all I kept doing was Ince's name, and he kept breaking us forward. He, he played well, Ince. He did. Yeah. He come on and made an impact. For a player that, let's be honest, is like a phobie, he's had a lot of stick. Yeah, well... I'll give him a seven. Yeah, I was thinking seven. Uh, we've got to have a special mention for someone on the bench as well. Young lad Porter from Biddle. Yeah, from, from, all own, from our own town, yeah. yeah. Cool on the Biddle. <laughs> well, we've produced a couple recently, haven't we? James Wilson of Man United, who's yeah. now, I think, playing in... Aberdeen, yeah, he's fell off the map. It just proves that he is willing to give these lads a chance, I suppose. Yeah, but what is even shocking to us is he's been on our bus without knowing. Look there. Other <laughs> legend in the making, right? He's sat next to us. So, he's on our buses at night, Vix. He's a regular, he goes regular. Yeah. Stoke fan at heart. And he's plays still, for the academy. And, yeah. and he's still league. coming home with them, even when he was... Uh, with the club, so yeah, can't I can't fault the end to the end of the season now really. For we, it's just exciting, isn't it? It's not like what we've been having the last three four years where it's like please end the season. We're yeah. getting embarrassed all the time, and then you, I'm actually excited again for the new season. Because the reality is, since the restart, to me, all right, fair enough. Middlesbrough and Wigan, we're we never we never do it. The the best news that come out of Wednesday was the relegation of Wigan. Wigan. Yeah, because we've never done well. We've against never them. done well against Wigan from back to, in the nineties when I was when we were challenging in League Two in the noughties as well. We, we've always struggled against yeah. Wigan, and, yeah. and I just think all right, fair enough. If you sit there and dissect Wigan and Borough, they're not great. We probably looked at them as go-to games for points, and we didn't get them. Leeds, I sort of drew, drew a line under it. Yeah, the defending was a bit kamikaze, but Leeds are going for the title. Just forget about it. But when it's matted against teams around us, the Barnsleys, we've done what we've needed to do and let's finish in a half respectable place and we have. And and the thing is, I just think O'Neill he'll do a great job next year, I think. Well, well what's what we're gonna go on to now rating him for the game? I'm gonna give him eighteen out of ten. He <laughs> <laughs> got it spot on. Absolutely yeah. spot on. Even when things started going wrong. He made the subs at the right time, he bought hints on, he bought timing on. A yeah. player that, let's be honest, I don't even know where timing's been for the last three months, but all of a sudden comes on, gets two assists, hints causes nightmares for Forrest. Forrest fans will be at home now. Scratching their head and wondering how they yeah. Thinking of Josh Timon and Tom Hintz. They yeah. can have Tom Hintz if they want to. But <laughs> Next door we play. <laughs> Chatting before. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's one of them. I think he was fantastic. His decision-making... And it's, it's team management. For a long time, we haven't had a manager that's good yeah. at this. Yeah. For a long time. Mark Hughes was horrendous at it. Yeah. Well, he knows how to manage the squad, doesn't he, as a whole? I, I think we've got a proper manager here. Yeah. I really hope, you know, I hope we don't finish like six and miss out and fail in the playoffs mm. and one of the big boys from the Premier League come knocking. There's going to be teams looking at him now. 
because he's yeah. literally fixed all his problems within what months yeah yeah and these problems have been deep rooted for three years yeah. since Mark Hughes started failing when he yeah. lost confidence in his own ability he's the only reason why I'm excited for next season because we've got him in charge for a full season yeah and I'm excited I really yeah. am yeah because under James even I know he took over halfway through they still weren't great with it. took over. The problem is, we all know, the biggest problem with Nathan Jones, like, he's gone back to Luton and everything's been brilliant, he's managed to keep them up. Yeah. But, which I thought was impossible. They were bottom of the league when he went in yeah. there. And he had hardly any time. He's literally gone from break lockdown and kept them in the championship. Yeah. We'll be seeing him again next year. But they've got the tools already there from him before. Yeah. The problem is, when he came in Stoke, we had bad egos, he was trying to do this or that, kept trying to play Etebo and all these players. And... The problem is that these players, Ed's weren't at Stoke. They want they, they thought they were too. And they big probably think they're bigger than the manager as yeah, well. Yeah, so, so they look at the, who's this? Who's this guy? Yeah, yeah, level eight. And O'Neill's come in and gone international manager, me mate. Yeah. You won't faff around. They'll just get rid of it. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> for me, brilliant. I, I can't wait for next season because of Michael O'Neill. Yeah, and it's going to be a quick turnaround. Yeah, it's going to be a quick round, quick two rounds. We kick back in on the twelfth of September. Yeah, so so transfers are going to be done quick. It's going to be busy because <laughs> all of them are back now. The loan players are all back. It's going to be a frantic six weeks. Isn't it's it? going to be a lot of a lot of things happening quick, and hopefully, a lot of the, the rubbish go. Ryan Woods has already gone. He's already agreed the loan deal till the end of the season at Millwall, and then he can move on move for free then to Millwall. Yeah. Also, I think we've there's a loan fee in there for Mill, so we've got a bit summit out of it really. Yeah. It doesn't affect financial fair play because it's a loan, so it's a benefit because yeah. they're going to pay his wages. Yeah. So good, good business already, yeah. really straight away. That's the only thing that slightly worries me a little bit is because when we try to get rid of some of the other rubbish, we've spent two and a half months and still can't get rid of them. Yeah. We've got six six weeks here, pretty much, and well, we're not going to be able to sell them. Like he's come out today, Auntie talked about Etterbone and Dye and talked about their lack of. Wanting to be at the club, yeah, thought they were too big for the club. We, we fair enough. Once you play on the pitch, yeah. Regardless. If, if they aren't playing, then they're not. They're moaning. Yeah. Even if they don't perform, it's like, well, I should be playing. I'm, I'm Peter Etterbo, yeah. and Michael O'Neill's gone. I don't care. Fuck off. Yeah. So it's what it's, it's one of them, isn't it? Yeah. And, and it needs it because the thing is, we've had too many. It. We've had too many knobheads. Mm. Like to be honest, we've had way too many knobheads. And it's time we had a manager who's who's got a bit of bit of bollocks about him and gone. I don't care who you are. Don't care yeah. what country you play for. Don't care how well you played in the World Cup. You don't pull your weight. You're out the team. Yeah, and I do. I do sort of love that sort of managerial way. Um, you see it in other managers. So there's not many of them about, but you see that like with Pep. I don't think he takes any 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 prisoners off players. Even at that top level, and it's that's what's missing out of the game. Player power's been taking over for years now, and and it's not good enough. The manager's there to do a job. If you aren't playing well, or you're not pulling your weight, you're not in the team. So. It comes out about mental, mental strength, isn't it? I think Nathan Jones didn't have the balls to stamp to these players. I don't think um, Tony did. Tony had that. Well, Tony brought his own players in NT, and he, but he, he still didn't take no grief. Well, he took no grief. Look at James Beattie. He had literally <laughs> with no clothes on. So. <laughs> but the thing is, what I think about that scene. I could just imagine him in the, you know, naked in the thingy. Still had his cap on, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he still had that cap on. Oi! <laughs> and his boots. <laughs> <laughs> Get naked round, put my boots back on. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, like I say, player power was a big thing, I think, at Stoke. That, yeah. that sort of... 
I think it, I think it's all right to a degree, but then I think it's like anything, isn't it? It's like at work, if if the boss gives you a little bit of a leeway, some people will take the mick and take too much, won't they? Yeah. And and take the mickey out of it. You always need that leader at the top, and I think a lot of young lads don't understand how crucial that leader is. Yeah. Because if that leader keeps us all in check. Well, I think that's what happened with Nathan Jones. I think when he brought when and I came back and and didn't get that loan spell till the January, Etebo obviously came in with high praise because of the World Cup. And the problem is sometimes with these players, they don't put the performances in, which Etebo didn't. Don't get me wrong, Etebo had good quality. I, I liked a lot of stuff that Etebo yeah, had. I did. And same with Ndai. There's no question about Ndai as well. But the problem was they didn't do it every week. And as soon as they got dropped after two bad performances, they were kicking off game. Well, I'm I'm. Bruno and Dai, I'm a superstar yeah. in Turkey. And it's like, well, yeah, it's Turkey. Yeah, everyone's a superstar in Turkey. <laughs> You're only 35. <laughs> so for me, it looks like they're going to go out on loan, probably straight away, probably in and out on loan again. Um, we know that the Chabson Spore deal's finished, because I think there was a rumour of a £12 million deal was agreed or an £8 million deal. But because Chabson Spore have hit financial fair play, they can't buy anyone now. No. And you don't think they can get anyone in at all, so and I won't be going back there. But we'll obviously be trying to get him out on loan. Because like I say, the problem is with financial fair play, we have to sell them for how much we got them for. To, yeah. For financial fair play to not see that as a loss in the finances. So, a loan deal it is. Yeah, and it, it seems to me like maybe this, there might be other clubs with the same issues. Every, yeah, but yeah. every club's got the issue, yeah. every, every club has. It's like, let's be honest, let's go back to, this is a perfect example of a big club having it, Marouane Fellaini. United signed him, pretty much straight away knew that he wasn't what they wanted, he wasn't good enough. But he, he was there for four years because they couldn't get rid of him. His wages were too high and they weren't going to get £32 million for him. So they have to make do. Yeah. And then eventually when the contract runs out. once that contract gets to its final year, right, now we'll take whatever. Because yeah. then the three-year period's ended anyway. Yeah. And after the three-year period, it anything. starts again anyway. Yeah. So then you can go, right, get him out of and then you're making money. Yeah. It's a very strange thing, financial fair play. Yeah. So Stoke now at this position now where we've probably got another year of struggling but then next year we might be able to spend again as long as it's spent right yeah I mean we've still got a few other issues haven't we we've still got Vimmy whatever he is <sighs> why, is he why, ever why, did, why did you bring him up he's got to be mentioned then we got Bauer as well yeah Bauer and all big money big wages as well and we're going to have to load him out again yeah. If there's anyone out there who wants a lot on loan, this is an advertisement now. If there's anyone in America listening, or if you need somebody clean the toilets, or yeah. or eat burgers professionally, was anywhere in you. France third division? Anyone? Is just a crew one back yeah. right back? Well, somewhere back. Do you want COVID stewing outside <laughs> supermarkets? Get back. He'll do it quick. Come on. Just, yeah, just, just anyway. absolute waste of time. Yeah. Rich goes back for it, and like this is what this this shows you why clubs go bump after dropping out of the Premier League because they can't get rid of these these charges. Yeah. They can't get rid of them, and we're in the same boat. And luckily now we've got Michael O'Neill who's shifted them out. And fair enough, on paper you'd probably say that Chester and Bat aren't better players, but they are. For Stoke, they are, and that's yeah. that's the thing. We, We'd probably have to loan him out. I think Vimmer we might be able to get rid of because I think he's only got one year left on his deal. So we might be able to pay up there yeah. and get rid. I mean, Juve's left this, this Well, it's to sad to see Juve go. Yeah. It is sad to see Juve. It's, it's, it's the right time. He's done five years at the club. He's had some bad times at Stoke. 
but he's had some good times as well. I mean, he scored another goal this year. It was very important, mm. very important good goal. Point, yeah. It was a big turnaround goal, that was. It got us a vital three points in that game, and it was in the last minute. The thing is, well, if you had it up now, it's very important now. Yeah. So the thing is with Juve, he's always been a good servant to this yeah. club. And he'll go with good chucky on anyway. Yeah, he'll run wherever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put him centre back and run around. <laughs> Come on, I'll try. <laughs> I mean, the first season when he first came in on that free transfer from Anime, he was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely, he scored 15 goals. I think no one's no one's beaten that in the Premier League. I don't think anyone's. I think he's best, basically our best one year striker we've had in the Premier League. Yeah. Juve. Just shame it was that one season we got anything good out of him. But yeah, like I say, he's been a good servant. He'll go with all good graces. It looks like he's going to Turkey anyway for a decent wage. Good luck to him and his family. Really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and he's had some tough times, anti personally as well. Yeah, he, he hasn't had it easy. Go through the transfer rumours. We've been linked and it looks like it could be happening. Morgan Fox from Sheffield Wednesday decided to not sign a new contract because they're having problems with financial fair play because their owner decided to sell the stadium to himself to bring money in, which is a little bit on the wrong side. So That's a, that's a good idea. Sorry about that. Well, he's, he's a part of the youth set-up at Wales. He's played over a... 100, 100 times Charlton is a left back there mm-hmm. when he broke for the youth academy um, had a loan spell at Notts County when I think they had money then when that Arab went in spent a bit of money um, and then has played over 100 games for Sheffield Wednesday so he's an experienced left back he's only 26 got so he's, he's a free transfer we've been after the left back to replace Fox uh, Ward sorry <laughs> Fox to replace himself <laughs> so yeah I've I'll take it. Yeah. I, mean, I can't judge him. I don't know uh, anything about him, but it's got to be better than nothing. He's a left back. He's a left back. We've been crying out for one. Yeah. So for free, you take it, don't you? Yeah. We'll, we'll celebrate. It's not Jamal Lewis, obviously, but that was never going to happen anyway. No, we're just dreaming, weren't we? <laughs> dreaming about that. James Justin the year before. <laughs> <laughs> so Morgan Fox, yeah, apparently it's on the verge of being done. Could be done this week, next week. First man in. Yeah. Well, they, I think they're going to be, if they were going to have changes, they're going to be thick and fast, aren't they? Well, Chris Brunt's contract's up now as well, so we've got all opportunities and probably will get Chris Brunt on a free transfer as well. Yeah, it's just a question of who else. I, I, think you, I think you probably will see a few surprises, like him, we don't know, we don't really know anything about him. I won't judge him. If, yeah. if we sign him, I'm not going to sit and go, oh, sign him. Well, just get behind yeah, him. Just get behind him, see how if he goes. I mean, let's be honest, let's look at Jordan Cousins and Nick Powell, who've been, especially Nick Powell, who's been contender for me, fair player of the season, which comes up next. But he's been for nothing. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. If you're preying on somebody's unfortunate, well, bad fortunes that they're having, why not? Because other people will, won't they? Yeah. If they think they've got to start gaining some money from somewhere, There'd be other teams looking at players at Sheffield Wednesday, wouldn't they? Exactly. That's the reality. Same at Wigan. It's that time of year again. Player awards. Yeah, player of the season. So my start of my number three. Well, yeah, we'll go through them. We've already had some feedback off Instagram. Yeah, we'll go through them first. Clucas, Campbell, McLean, Adam Davis, Danny Batts. And Stephen Ward. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think two of them are a joke. I'll yeah. be honest. Well, they've had a lot of drink on Super Sunday. <laughs> After you, so you go for your top three, and then we'll gonna, decide from there. I'm gonna go number three. As well, we'll just say the three first, then we'll discuss. McLean, 
Clickers, Campbell, not in that order. Yeah, that's me as well, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go Campbell as number three. Yeah. Mainly because I think he has got a little bit more. I, I think he's done well, don't get me wrong. He scored some important goals for us this season. But I do think he has got a bit more in him. There's, there's certain games he drifts in and out of. But as far as having that player at the start of the season, we looked at it and thought, we really might have that new Superstar, yeah. Yeah, and I just think he can get even better. I really do. Um, even after... Get him off the pitch, Joe! Right there, didn't he? Right Danny Black. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> sort yourself out. Now, he, now he's a goal-scoring machine. So, get me in. I'll sort him out. Two, I've gone for James McLean. I just think he's missed the consistency every week. At the beginning, he did seem, under Jones, a very... I don't know, you, you, I was always worried when he went flying into a challenge, but under O'Neill, he's such a turnaround. Um, he's a, he's a, ma- a massive, massive turnaround. Um, and I just think every time he's on the pitch, he makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And when he was injured, you noticed he wasn't in the side. We just lost them legs going forward, that creative edge. Um, and for me, he's been one of our best players, definitely. Yeah. And then my number one, which to be honest, I'd already decided this at Christmas. <laughs> I, I was, was early on. Yeah. Uh, even when Jones was still there, I still thought he was the best player. <laughs> Sam Clucas is just an absolute man mountain. You can play him through the middle, you can play him high up the pitch, he'll defend, he'll attack, he scores goals. He, he's just he's just brilliant for me. He's just one of our best shining lights we've had since we went down. Um and some of his goals are absolute dreamland, aren't they? They're that good. And like I say, his work rate is phenomenal. And I just get the feeling the manager could just turn around to him and go, can he play centre? And he'd play. Mm. He'd play centre off. He'd play up front. He'd play midfield. The only thing that worries me a little bit is his age, but I still think he can get three or four good years out of San Francisco. I really do. He will be everybody's player of the season. Tyrese Campbell's my third choice. Yeah. Uh, without a question. The reason why he isn't first is because... He isn't quite there yet. Prom- he's, he's not just a promising young player, he's a young star. Yeah. No question about it. The problem is at the moment he's still too young and he isn't quite consistent enough. He comes in out of games a lot. Yeah. But the quality is there to be seen. He's scored some fantastic goals, which we, we saw a bit of it last season, but this season he's really pushed on. And that's the thing, he's improving every year that comes yeah. along. In two years he's going to be the best striker in the Championship. Unless we are promoted by then. Yeah. For me, next year, he needs to be number 10. He's got incredible ability on the ball. He's got skill to him. Like the goal against Sparnsley in the 4-1 win. 4-0 win, was it? 4-0. 4-0. That little back heel. Shows he's got the confidence to just yeah. do those little things that we haven't seen for, for a long time. Yeah. Since Fuller. And he reminds me a lot of Ricardo Fuller. He did it against Hull, didn't he? He ripped him apart with yeah, skill. He's got movement. quality. He can play yeah. on the right. He can play on the left. He can play as a striker. For me, we need to put somebody alongside him till he matures into the striker we need. Yeah. Or either play him on the right if we can't get a decent right winger in. Fantastic young player. Without question of a doubt, third best player. There was a, For me, there was a bit of a, a faint hope that Nick Powell could have crept in as third best player. Yeah. He's got but, nine goals, Tyrese, this season as well. Yeah, he's tucked away nine goals for a lad who's what, 20? 19, 20. Yeah, he's. I mean, if you look at his past completion, he's 73.9. Mm. 
Not bad for a striker that really. Well, it shows that he can drop deep. It yeah. shows you that he can he can get involved deeper on and get up the pitch. Scored nine goals. Yeah, two assists. He's only been booked twice, so his disciplinary is good. Well, that's not brilliant, is it, for a striker getting two bookings? Two yard cards mm. over forty six games. Oh, that's how many he's played. <laughs> well, he's played. How many games has he played? He's played. He's had eighteen games and fifteen sub appearances. So you've got to think nine goals and eighteen starts. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's not quite ready yet. Yeah, he's not quite ready yet, and that's that's the thing. Once he is ready, he'll be scoring eighteen, nineteen goals easy in this league when he's when he's ready to be a first team regular. Simple as that. Yeah, and for the performance he's put in this season, he's the third best player on the pitch. Second place, which is obviously McLean, just. For me, especially since Michael O'Neill came in, because I, I can't. The, the reason why he's not first is because the performances weren't there underneath and Jones. But under Michael O'Neill, he's a man mounted. Yeah. He's, he's the closest thing we've got to a Jonathan Walters at the moment. Runs all the time. I mean, how many goals has he scored? Scored seven goals and um, he's done. He's got seven assists. Um, but he's only missed 10 games all season. Yeah, Mr. Consistent, um, Mr. Reliable. He started 33 Yeah, and had three substitution games. Which is when he was injured. The big, yeah. the big problem is, is his discipline. That's the We haven't problem. seen too much of that bad temper since O'Neill come in, whereas before, if someone had only have given him a swift boot and he'd lost the plot yeah. and he was just dreading he was going to get well, the he had. Uh, he's had ten. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Yeah. That discipline's his biggest problem. Yeah. And probably all half those games he has missed have been through disciplinary actions. Yeah. That's what he's got to improve on. If he if he can knock that down to three, four yellow cards a season, then he's gonna be a very pinnacle player for next season. Player of the year without a single doubt was Sam Lucas. Yeah. He's I mean, he's been brilliant this season. He's been the best goal scoring midfield that I've seen since James James O'Connor. Yeah. He's been brilliant. Left foot, right foot, no question. I mean he's missed two games. He's yeah. played forty four times for Stoke this yeah. season. And you think, where were them two games? <laughs> well, did he have a small knock? <laughs> yeah, it's probably just a bit of an injury. Yeah. The fact it, that's that the thing. he shows how good he is. I mean yeah. he scored what was it, fourteen goals this season? He has scored 11 times with three assists. I see. And what's his discipline like? Sam Klukas has got seven yellow cards. So yeah, he's got to improve on that as well. Yeah. Well, we saw a bit of his tempo last season at the Swansea game, didn't we? Went with yeah. the stamp. But at least, I don't think he's had a red card this season, has no. he? So, yeah. So there you go. There's the games that were missing. It was two, It was a five yellow cards you get abandoned. Yeah. So, so it's so, not through fitness. So he, he yeah. got injured for the Forest game and he, the other game One's was a suspension. missed. One's a suspension. Yeah. So it shows how important he is and we probably got yeah. battered in that game when he had suspension. But there you go. He's been, he's been outstanding this season. He's been such a player. Yeah. He's, he's had five man of the match awards as well. Yeah, more than anyone season. else. He's, yeah. He goes out, he's got, I mean, the goals against Barnsley, which we're going to cover in goal of the season in a minute. Both goals against Barnsley. One with his left, one with his right. He's really our talisman. You've, got to, you've got to look. It's t- don't get me wrong. It, it, it's t- When you look at the stats here, it, you don't all make great reading because at the end of the day, we haven't had a great season. 
Yeah. Things have been a lot better under O'Neill and he's turned the tides around for us and we stayed in the division and we can't fault him for the job he's done. For six months of the season, we were absolutely terrifyingly bad. Yeah. So when the stats read on here, some of it ain't great reading. But He's the only shining light. He is the only shining light. That's the reason why, for me, he picks James McLean because he, well, he was magnificent under O'Neill, but he was good under Jones as well. He's been our only player this season that's been magnificent from start to finish. Yeah. And without question of a doubt. It's like we've lost Etebo, we've lost and died. Players that we, on paper, we thought were magnificent midfielders that we were going to desperately miss. And he's just jumped in and said, no, I'm better than all of them. 11 goals from midfield. I think, I think, I genuinely think if them two had a better mentality, Stoke would have been a lot higher up the football. Yeah, it's their their attitude, isn't it? But Sam Lucas... His attitude's there. You can see he's fighting for us. He wants to do well at yeah. this club. And he's improved with it. Michael O'Neill's just coming in. He's just carried on with it. No messy, no arson about, yeah, go on, I'll, I'll get behind you. And he's brought the goals in, which leads into goal of the season. This is tough, because... I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I think, the thing is, at the beginning, when we first started looking through them, you, you go, it's that one, that one, that one. And then we started seeing a few others and you're thinking, yeah. actually, there's, there's a few. I'm, I am finding it quite tough because I can pick five. Well, we've got three. We've got both, three. both got picked three. We're probably both going to have the same number one, but... Yeah. I'm going to go for number three. <laughs> I'll go with Tyrese Campbell, Huddersfield. The one where he flicked it, the volley. The edge of the box where he's dipped the goalkeeper and most of the team. Yeah, cheeky little finish. He, he controls it on the volley and it's his first time, but he places it side foot. It's a beautiful goal and we battered them that day. Yeah, actually um, smashed them apart. Yeah. That's when I always thought the turning point was coming. Well, I thought that that was the point where Tyrese Campbell showed that he, he is better than, better than just being a youngster. He is the future of this club. Yeah, because you could have a special mention for Tyrus's second goal in that game where he side-footed it top corner around the goalkeeper one-on-one. Yeah. There's, there's, when you start looking at the goals that have gone in... He run right at that day. There, there is some real genius little finishes that we've seen. As, I mean, my number three, without a question of doubt, was that penalty from Lee Craig. <laughs> 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 no, it's in a penalty. I mean, my, my third choice is Tom Ince's. I think that's a beautiful for goal artist. Against Charlton. Where he, he went round the two and then from distance just beautiful. There was no real power in it. It was just placement from distance. Yeah. And it floated beautifully into the top corner. Yeah. Fantastic goal. It was such a terrible game for us that day, wasn't it? As yeah. Well. But it, it was a good, I can't, can't deny the finish. It was um, a fantastic goal. Right, number two. Uh, this is tough now. I'm going to have to go with Klukas at Barnsley. Not the the one from the edge of the box. He's hit it first time, uh, and he's he's it's a driven shot. It just oh the second one in the same Barnsley game. The same Barnsley game away. It, at one point he's sort of trying to direct traffic, but then the ball lands at his feet, and he just hits it first yeah, time. He is a great fan. And he absolutely <laughs> leathers it. It was like a bully to <laughs> yeah. He could have put two goalkeepers in. They're not saving it. Um, yeah. Another great afternoon for Stoke. Another point, especially when O'Neill had only been in the job about 20 hours. Yeah, about a day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
and it still surprises me to this day that Barnsley didn't go down because they were awful. Yeah, yeah. Well, my number two is against Barnsley, and it has it is Sam Clucas, but it's the lock. It's the lockdown one. Where he took it on his right, and he basically had all the. T- it looked like he had all the time in the world, but he didn't. He knocked it down with his left, looked up, weaker foot, right foot. Yeah. Couldn't have placed it any better. Brilliant goal. Yeah. The fact is with that one, for me, it was nearly number one because the way he touched that ball and just looked and goes. And the keep you could see the keeper going. I know where he's going. Yeah. I know exactly where he's going, but I can't stop it. No. <laughs> it was perfectly placed. Yeah. There was not a lot of power on, but he fizzed it round yeah. straight into the top goal. Yeah, it's a beautiful goal. That's yeah. my number it'd two. It'd have been a nice season. one if we'd have been there as well. Yeah, it? yeah, it would have been a great one. Watch because um, we haven't watched any of these goals. That's the thing. Because Charlton was away, uh, we didn't go Barnsley away no. for the two there. It was a wedding for the Barnsley one. Um, yeah it's tough because there's one or two that I know some Stokies are going to go what about that goal you're yeah. like, I know but um, the camera one's close it nearly scraped in ahead of Ince but in, that shot from Ince you couldn't you, for a player that's been pretty woeful at times this season and for the way he just beat a man hit it from distance he just beautifully floated in I mean like your number three the Campbell one where he flipped it over the top we've also got the Sam Clucas one where he fell to him just outside the box at a funny angle and he had to place it into the top yeah. corner it's a really difficult challenge it was a, a difficult finish but he managed to just fizz it in yeah I mean he could even I mean we've sort of mentioned the uh, McLean goal against Swansea where he's run one on one with the goalkeeper and slotted it under him. Yeah. That's a great finish, great movement, and great from before. Um, but that's going to go with Clucas again at Barnsley for yeah. number one. Well, it's the same as me. It's the half like halfway line. Halfway line. You've got to, aren't you? It, it's it's incredible finish because <laughs> the the thing is, he didn't know the goalkeeper was where he was. No. He had a lot to do because he hit that first time. Yeah. He basically, he didn't even have a chance to look. No. He just hit that first time and it floated beautifully. Charlie Adam would have gone, take a bow, son. Yeah. Not as good as mine. <laughs> mine was against Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, one I had forgotten about was Ince against Hull. Yeah, that's Where he's cut inside on the edge of the area. That's another great goal. Yeah. But there isn't many, as we found out. Yeah. There's a we lot decided to watch through them and do basically tap-ins, yeah. to be honest. Campbell at Sheffield Wednesday, the volley. Yeah. He's, t- he's back against the volley goal. and put it over the top. Yeah, it's yeah. a great strike, yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, there's one or two, but not that many this year as, as uh, I yeah. would have liked. I think Klukas is the shining light for goals this yeah. season. For me, he nearly crept in with all three. I'll be honest. To be honest, I think when it comes down to the player awards evening which I presume they probably will have in a private sort of yeah it'll be a, it won't be a, a meal like it normally no, is well, it might be now because everything is opened up again well I think he's probably going to win players player he wants fans player yeah I think he will I think Campbell's young player of the year I think that's, yeah. that's guaranteed I think he will he will romp home with the awards I do yeah but goal of the seasons definitely is yeah. he's probably second well he's both our second as well yeah, two different goals, but second place as well. Yeah, which proves why we've picked him as player of the season. So manager of the year. 
That's a new brain, isn't it? Unless uh, we're going for the under-18s, imagine. <laughs> Kev Russell. <laughs> well, there's a shout for Chloe Jones. Well, she's done a great job, and now she's moved on upstairs. Yeah. You never know, she might not win manager of the year, might not be my Only they'll be going, the job I've done. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead and buried till I turned up. <laughs> Good week, Chloe. Oh, oh actually, a record. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to a cup final. Up, she's yeah. done fantastic, Chloe Jones. Yeah. Because uh, she's my choice. I'll, I'll, I'll go with O'Neill because he stopped us from obscurity of playing the likes of Southend next season. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely short on goals though, aren't we, this year? For sort of yeah, he knows what the problem is. He knows what he's got to do. He's got to be the right choice. But for me, Chloe Jones is manager of the year. Well, a cup final, basically beating teams 4-5-6-1 every week. She's basically done incredible things in that women's team. Yeah, and they, they score goals for fun. Yeah, she's... But, you know, there's a lot of change going on in the women's game. She's been moved on upstairs to an, obviously an high-paid job. She, I think, has got the reign of who's coming in, who's going. And for me, she's been amazing this season. It, it's it's such a wounding that they haven't got a chance in that cup. Yeah. That cup final. And it's, it's down to here that they're in a cup final. Bit of breaking news for everybody while we're watching it here live. Villa is staying up, so we've got a trip to Bournemouth, Watford. And Norwich next season for yeah. the Premier League. We could pick the bones of two of them, I think. <laughs> we wanted yeah. to bring Danny Welbecker. Yeah, a bit of breaking news that's happened there. Yeah, Man City broke the century of goals as I well. Couldn't give a monkey. <laughs> they've scraped up Villa, haven't they? They struggled. Yeah, they have struggled, but they've done it, haven't they? Yeah, they've, they've done it. Gone away from home and got a point. So. And uh, unfortunately, Man United are in the Champions League. Oh, that's a bit I don't want to walk out <laughs> Yeah, Man United are going to be gloating, but they didn't beat Forest 4-1. Right, well, the only thing left to mention, who knows what's going on with the season to keep it all. Nobody knows. Like I say, we're going to be kicking in the 12th. Nobody really knows. But before we go into that, knobhead of the year. This is our own This is our own one. Still can't going to be giving it out, let's be honest. <laughs> Is it him who we sit in front of? <laughs> Seal man. Yeah. He's got me yeah, up there. He's, he's got me up there. <laughs> he could get a bronze award, yeah. Knobhead of the Year. Who are you going to pick Ooh, as Knobhead of the Year? That's a tough I'm going to go Nathan Jones. Nathan, poor Nathan Jones. <laughs> he tried his bloody best. He, he, he was like he put a tennis coach in a footballer's job. He was trying everything. He was just, just kept motivations. <laughs> yeah, oh, I could count about it. He was a nightmare. Every time you're thinking, oh, he's changed that. He's changed the format. He's changed that. He was panicky, wanty. Yeah, he, he, he was. He really panicky. didn't know what to do. Yeah, you know, he, did, he was. He, he, I don't know. It was like watching a, someone drive a car for the first time. He, he yeah, just always. Do you would say what killed him? He did the cami, ran up and went, "Come on!" In front of the stage. Yeah. Two people like the booth and didn't see the first year. Yeah. You, you, you just don't do that. You might as well print the P45. Yeah, as soon as I went, no, no, don't go do back. That. Don't do that. Cammy did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just what what was what was hard to watch was the how we, where every week that team changed, every week that formation started to change, and it was just like I just got the feeling he was stood it down the midst like that. Don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know what to do. It, it, that's a bad sign, that is. And, and you just thought you were not ready for a job this size. 
You, you wasn't ready for the jump to Stoke now, no. especially the position we were in. If we no. were doing all right, I think I think I think calling him a knobhead's probably a bit harsh. <laughs> well, you, and, you picked him. Well, I thought <laughs> I thought he might have gone idiot of the year or something. <laughs> just as bad. <laughs> no, idiot's a bit more tame. <laughs> idiot of the year. <laughs> knobhead's like that idiot down the pub. You know, well, like I'm going to go with Tony Scholes. Well, I think a lot of people might agree with you on that. One. Yeah, Tony Scholes. Needs go. Yeah. <laughs> he just needs to go. It's all possible. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest signal was in that fan meeting where it was him, John Coates, Michael O'Neill, just before break the lockdown happened, where a question came in from the crowd and went, "So Tony, have we got? Are we going to solve the left back situation?" And he went, "What left back situation?" And the crowd went, "We haven't got one." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was pretty damning. He, he's he's out of his depth now, isn't he? He's lost, he's lost his way, has massively. He just get the feeling that when him and Jones were together, they were just both looking at each other going, oh, well, I don't know what to do. Well, do you know what to do? You've been here a while. No, I don't know what I'm doing either. Yeah. Just, yeah, they, they, they are the, the... The thing is, we can sit here and go through all of our squad for the last 18 months and go... He's a problem. He's a problem. His attitude's bad. He's bad. They brought him here. Yeah. They brought him here. That's the thing. It's all right sitting there moaning at the players, but they were brought here. Why were they brought here? You've got to look into this stuff and see what the mentality of the player is. You just get the feeling that they walk through the door, the contract's on the table, and they go, Do you want to play for Stoke? Uh, how much are you going to pay me? Uh, we'll give you this. Right, sign here. Not sitting and having a chat with them for an hour and trying to work out... Well, you don't need to have a chat with them. You just look at what they did at previous clubs. It's yeah. like in Bewley, it's like all of them. Speak to the previous managers. We know we've got a problem at left-back. I know what we'll do. We'll get rid of Peters for a million and bring in Stephen Ward. Yeah. If 80 feet have not played for two years. But you've only got to speak to their own, the previous manager. What's his temperament like? Why, why is he... Is yeah, he, they aren't going to... They, they want to yeah, sell the The thing is, I know they might, they might tell you a load of lies, but if you don't ask... Then you never, you might, you, you still should ask. Well, it's like Tony Pulis went to Peter Coates, didn't he, and said, Why didn't you ring me? I would have told you. He said, Listen, I'm going to give every manager the same opportunity you've had. If they want to play, they have him. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, who's he found used, didn't he, about Sidon? Don't get him, he's a nightmare. Don't you tell me what to do, I'll have him. Yeah, thanks for that. Mm. Tony did warn you. Yeah. Why would Tony do anything bad towards Stoke? He wouldn't. The thing is, he rang and told you, don't buy him because he's an absolute nightmare with his temperament. Mm. We bought him and he proved right. So the thing is, yeah, fair enough, you might get a few lies if they want to get through the door. But the thing is, sometimes players leave for other reasons. Maybe they're just not getting enough game time or he's playing out of position, they don't want to play there. And you've got a player that is good enough, but somewhere else. Not every player is a problem player. But you could still have a chat and go, what's he like? What, is he is he a decent lad or, or whatever? The thing is, yeah, fair enough. They might turn around and say, yeah, he's a great lad. Then well, you have a chat with him. Well, it's not like chat to him. Stats, if you've got an analytics team, you'd look at his, why he's not been playing and everything. We just haven't got a modern scouting mm. network, which again is down to school. There's been, there's been top managers on Sky before who've sat with players for two, three hours. Yeah, but you've got to also look, it's like Eric Cantona. If you'd asked the previous manager at Marseille that when he went to Leeds, would you have got he would have gone, he's a nightmare, kicking off red cards, all that lot joins Leeds, scores twenty odd goals in a season. But that was like what, 
what Keane, Roy Keane said about him. He says, yeah, he was a nightmare. And we all had to wear a suit everywhere we went with shoes. And he'd turn up in a suit with a tracksuit over the top and trainers. But no one ever gave him a telling off because he'd score the winner on Saturday. Yeah. But that's the difference, isn't it? Now, you can have a problem player... But if they're the one winning you the game every week, yeah, but, they pull up the, Yeah, but that's what I mean. Before they lead signed him, he was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Literally a nightmare in France, Cantonal. Yeah. So if you've gone to thinking, oh, what's he like? He's a nightmare. Oh, we won't sign him. And you missed out on Cantonal. Yeah. The fact is, it comes down to stats and statistics on what they do on the pitch and what they can bring you. The problem is with Stoke, it seems like, oh, we did well for Marseille two years ago, we'll bring him in. And that's the thing, but he's, yeah. my, he's my vote. You've gone for Nathan Jones, which I think's harsh, I don't think he was a knobhead. He's <laughs> <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think it's one of them. Get the encyclopedia out, see what idiot. <laughs> He'll say knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> Another two and four, knobhead. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing we didn't mention, just to sneak it in at the end, we never mentioned the five subs last week. That's been brought in for next season. Yeah, I put a vote up. It was eighty to whatever out of favour. They don't like. They don't, they're like me. Even stupid. Well, they're not. So the fans, our own fans, have gone against you. No. They've gone against you, and I know no. you were one of the voters for yes. Yes, I was. Yeah, <laughs> young players through. More tri- Well, the thing is that the young lad Porter, he's been on the bench. Right? I'm surprised he didn't get on. To be honest. Yeah. Well, and five subs. Could have come on, couldn't he? Well. Do you know what I mean? There yeah, you go. Yeah, but you that young lad, for local lad, could have got his chance. Well, he could have got his so passport out. He could have got his passport out and gone, uh, look, I am English. It's <laughs> 80% you go, yeah, he was a great lad at Stoke, but he never made it. Why? Because he got rid of the fast subs. See? There we go. A shocking end to that. (laughs) That's the end of the season. We want to thank you for listening and make sure you keep your support up. You've been fantastic without any question. If you want to know where we are, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on everywhere now. If you want to come on, you know where we are, just send us a message. Now's the best time, come on. Now's the best time because we aren't like the other shows. We carry on going, we carry on going every week. We always find something to talk about with Stoke. It doesn't take long. So thank you for listening through the season. We're not far off his birthday show as well. That's that's a month away, the first birthday of the Fox podcast. And we'll probably do a special. We'll probably get somebody on. We'll probably get a few of the guests on. Or happy birthday from a few people. We'll see how it goes. You got a cake? No. See, who's tight now? (laughs) (laughs) If anyone wants to buy us a cake. If anyone does want to buy us a cake. Messages. Messages with... A Potter's Podcast cake. It's got below fat and full of protein. They're already put off buying one now. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine David going, oh, I'll get him a sponge. Oh, protein what? <laughs> oh, the cheesecake. Cheesecake. So, yeah, like I say, thank you for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.